Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Orange Zone, sponsored by Billy Whitaker Cars and Trucks. You heard the man. It's Billy Whitaker Cars and Trucks sponsoring the Orange Zone podcast. I'm Tommy Sladek. We have Samantha Croston. We have Brendan Hodges on the producer, Mike. A reminder that you can find every episode of the Orange Zone on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also watch every episode on our CMY Central YouTube page. Hello from the Sky Cam. New episodes are released weekly. We invite you to like, comment, subscribe for more Orange Zone content. We always appreciate our listeners and people that watch. It's why we do this whole thing. And man, you know, last last week was one of our, I think, more important episodes ever that we'll ever do with the announcement of Jim Bayheim and in him moving on, Adrian Autry taking over. But Sam, here we are just the very next week, and SU Hoops is still leading our show. We have an SU women's team that's playing postseason basketball for the first time ever under a first-year head coach. Clap it up. We also have men's lacrosse and women's lacrosse, two different stories that are beginning to develop in our lax world. And we also have Brendan Hodges' weekly producer trivia. So we have, we have a whole show to get to, but we got to start with um, with the local connection. That is J.J. Starling is coming back to the Qs. Notre Dame transfer just finished up his freshman year there. He's from Baldwinsville. That's the biggest piece of this. This kid is three. He has three one five in his blood, and he picked picked SU over Alabama, Kansas, North Carolina, UCLA, Tennessee, Auburn, Indiana, and Oregon to come play for the man who recruited him when he was in high school, and that is Adrian Autry. And shout out to Autry. I just feel like that was such a cool way for him to enter into this whole head coaching role. I felt like a lot of the things we talked about last week as far as his strength and his skill set yeah. was recruiting, and he's showing that now. And I really think that it's going to be a good fit for Starling. This is somebody who was a McDonald's All-American, and he just finished up a season with Notre Dame where the team went 11-21. and They were 3-17 and in ACC play. Mm-hmm. He wanted more. He wanted a chance to win and to be competitive. And I think that here, and we'll see obviously what happens with Judah Mintz, but how cool would that be to see both of them playing together? Yeah, that combo guard duo. It'll be a heck of a backcourt, especially considering that, you know, Starling is very much a possible first round pick next year. Judah Mintz sticks around. I I'm gonna put my money on that he's a first round pick as well. Of course that's a that's a far, far away uh, you know, idea here, but just based on Judah's Instagram story, and obviously you can't completely read into those, but the fact that he went he he went out of his way to, um, you know, take a screenshot of of his of his edit and, and Starling's announcement and say welcome home with the orange, can only make you think that maybe he is going to be sticking around. So, very interesting, and I mean, what a get in the first twenty four hours of this thing being open for for JJ Starling to be coming back to CMY and and he's a baller. Combo guard, six four. Um, you know, again, play with a Notre Dame team where there were four grad transfers and JJ on the team. That's an odd combination. It is. You know, Mike Bray moving on as head coach of Notre Dame. He's it it 
it was basically immediate that everyone had a feeling he'd be coming home. And uh, it is. It's a really cool feeling for this fan base. Which, by the way, I'm just going to touch on this. Sure. Really curious to see who Notre Dame's new head coach will be at some point. Will be very interesting. And obviously one of the names that you can't help but put out there for not just Notre Dame, but basically any, literally any opening right. at this point is Colgate's Matt Langle. Yes, sir. What's going to be happening there? Um, you know, naturally, you know, as a, as a Temple grad, selfishly, if I ha- if he had to leave CMY, <laughs> if he had to leave Colgate, which I don't want him to do, I don't want him leaving Hamilton, but if he had to, love to see him go to Temple. But I have this odd feeling that he may be you know, way beyond that at this point and going to very much a power five school. Um, but Starling, 11.2 points per game, 2.8 rebounds. Sky's the limit with this dude. Very excited. Syracuse women's basketball. Let's switch gears here. We got the WNIT happening. You might be able to see it in my hair right now. Got a little snow on top. Just came back from the dome. <laughs> this is Tuesday that we're recording this, and the Orange were getting in one final practice because Felicia Leggett Jack Squad is making a postseason appearance. And again, I just want to reiterate, this is the first time in program history that a first-year head coach is playing postseason hoops. And I also, I would like to point this out. I do go back a lot to just the kind of person that Felicia Leggett Jack is Mm -hmm. because I really do just love her coaching style and her personality. Listen to this tweet when Q's Hoop said, not done yet, we're going to be playing in the NIT. And Felicia Leggett Jack says, ACT, ACC teams, and the rest of the NCAA qualifiers, congratulations. Sincere honor to still be playing in March. Thank you, WNIT, for the invite. We will give you our best effort. Mm. You know, like, there are other teams who refuse to even play in this tournament for reasons that I really don't even understand. But the fact that she's so grateful for it, that she's so appreciative of, of the fact that they get to play in the postseason, she sees the achievement in that. The way and the attitude that she has as a coach, that's going to infiltrate down to her players. And I really I really do. I just really like the way that she is approaching this entire situation. I'm sure there was a little bit of that, that twinge or that hurt because they weren't in the NCAA tournament. And it really felt like they could be right on that verge. But they're not, and she moves forward. And I'm proud of her and what the team has been able to do. Big time. And they're a team that's 14-3 and three at home this year. So, you got, so getting a home court... Um, is very big for this Orange team. And they will be hosting the Kent State Golden Flashes, baby, on Wednesday, 7 o'clock, starting the JMA Wireless Dome. And the bidding process from there um, doesn't necessarily come down to seating, as you see here. It's very a little bit all over the place in terms of what this 64-team field looks like. I was just speaking with the team spokesperson about um, you know, moving forward, how does that work? And it comes down to, do you have the logistics and the infrastructure to make this happen for us? Can you help get this game out there for the people that can't physically go? Of course, going is a nice bonus. They want people, people to sell tickets. And um, I, I'm calling for a few thousand in there for sure tomorrow night. From the feeling I've, getting, I've gotten from the fan base or basketball obsessed, they want to see more. Hopefully, I think by that point, the roads are pretty clear. We should be good in that regards, but... Should they move on, they will more than likely host another game this weekend because, again, Syracuse, they have that. They have what it takes to be able to stream and get this game out there. You move on farther from that, lacrosse comes back home. So, Mm -hmm. ultimately, I see two games happening here if this team does make a run. But very exciting. Um, Hodges, any thoughts on Starling or this women's basketball team before we get to your trivia and then um, lacrosse? Well, you nailed it on the head with Starling. I was going to bring up that part of the reason he's leaving is because Mike Bray is probably leaving as well. Um, It's so – it's – 
we talk about in our industry a lot, it's a lot of who you know. And we've seen people come into our station all the time and say, hey, I knew this guy and he took me with him to like a national position or whatever. Sure. It's a similar sort of thing with coaches. Like you looked at in the football world, you know I'm a football guy, Tommy. Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams from Oklahoma to USC. Um, Adrian Autry gets a head coaching job at Syracuse. J.J. Starling was one of the guys he really pushed hard to get, couldn't get him. And I would think that's because Coach Bray, who has been a legend in his own right at Notre Dame for what he's done there, taking him. He is leaving, him. by the way. He, he's he, he's gone. He, he is. That's that's what I'm saying. And like, it, he gave him a better pitch. He liked him better. And now he's like, oh, Coach Bray's gone. I don't know who's coming in. I don't know what he has. The guy, new guy, will have in terms of plans for me. So let's go to a guy who I know really well, who was in my own backyard, and play for him. Now that he's taken over a program that is by most accounts, better off in the ACC and have a chance to turn this thing around after a year that I think many fans would say was subpar. Yeah. Also, off of Brennan saying it's about who you know, ready for my one-line heater of the sure, day? Sure, sure. Hit us with it. It's not about who you know. It's about who knows you. It's about who knows you. You just changed two words around. I thought it was but not about thinking. who you know. It's or No, it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. So and you that, switched that to make a whole my, brand new one. And that's my one. change. And, and it's not, I didn't come up with it, but I remember hearing that one time, and I thought, wow. Because that's the bottom line. It, I can tell it, you It is about who knows that. you, where, and the onus is on you. I'm pretty sure she heard that while we were at SU. I think I know Probably the professor that, uh, that told you that as who well. Who do you think it was? I'm going to say either Olivia Stomsky or Matt Park. I'll have to ask them, because what a great line right there. Moving on. Let's, <laughs> talk, right let's talk lax. Let's talk lax. Oh, let's wait, do I it. we were doing the trivia next. Oh, yeah, we got trivia. Don't right, jump the gun. Tri- Don't right, jump the right, gun. Right, let's do it, trivia. it makes sense here. It makes sense here, guys. So, all right, pop off. Um, we'll see how this goes uh, on the first question. I came up with a couple, but if you guys don't get the first one, I'll just say whatever. Um, so Syracuse, they played in the NIT a couple times, actually. Five to be exact. Four of them came consecutively. Over all those tournaments, they've only played two teams based in New York State. Name both of them. This is the women's team, right? The women's team. Okay. I'm sorry. Repeat question real quick. The two New York State Division One universities that SU has played in the NIT, the women's team. Okay. Hmm. And no, Tommy, they did not lose to any of them, so they're not on the sheet. Um, Colum- Columbia. That... Well, there are two schools, Sam. Are you going to guess two, or are you just going to? Hit us with two. Columbia and Stony Brook. Okay. Mine are, to switch that up, I'm going to go St. Bonaventure and Iona. One of you got one of them right. It Mm. was me. I know it was me. I know it's Columbia. Admit it. Was it Sam? It was not Sam. Ah! <laughs> it was St. Bonaventure is right. They also beat Canisius out in the Ooh, Buffalo area. Hey, yo. I think you guys did pretty well, so we can do part two here. There's only one other there's only one state that SU has played more teams from than New York and several others. Uh, there are several states that SU's played two teams from. One state they've played three. What state is it? North Carolina. Connecticut. Wrong on both ends. What's what is it? Virginia. Mm. Virginia. They played Richmond, VCU, and James Madison. Nice. All right. Love it, love it, love it. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging 
so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Keeping it moving with men's and women's lacrosse. Let's start with the team that's hot, hot, hot. Talking 7-0. Six of those wins have come at home. It's the Syracuse women's lacrosse squad and Kayla Trainer's unit of domination because this team is just crushing they're it. so good. And they're Ooh, so good. Wait. Like there is – how many times do, do as reporters and people following a team get to have that moment of being like this team is so bleeping good? We get to say it right now. Like electric. Mm-hmm. Injected into my veins, the Meg show, the Tyrell show, all the shows. I want to watch them. <laughs> I'm here for it. So good. Yeah. 7-0 and start. One of the best starts that they've ever had in program Ty's history. Nice program record. Yeah. 8-0 and, and they'll break it. Mm-hmm. So we're one game away from history. History, potentially. It's a toughie, though. It is a toughie. Loyola. Can't say I ever fare too well against that team. But... I will say, man, I'm looking at what's coming up. Number nine, Loyola. Brendan, I did change it to number 15, Duke. I went off the inside lacrosse poles. I did too. Did they change it again? It said number 15 for me. And then number five, Stony Brook. For sure, all tough competitors. But they have been blowing even teams ranked in the top five out of the water. Yeah. Which is why it's surprising to me that at this point, they're not receiving more votes as the number one team in the nation i'll tell you this right now here's my thought on it go ahead until that unc week pops up this team could be undefeated i i I think they could still be number two if both teams are undefeated till then there's not going to be movement until that week which is a huge pain in the butt but it surprises me because even down to this they've only played so far one of the same competitor Mm -hmm. it was virginia tech unc won that game 10 to 6 Syracuse won that game 16-5. Was to it at five. home or on the road? Cause I, it I, was home for UNC. It okay. was home for Syracuse. How many road yeah. games has UNC played? That's the only thing I could say that's keeping Syracuse at two is because they I played I mean, that's a big, the, you know? Oh, I, I and, see what you're saying. And I also I'm understand. I'm just thinking about the voters right now. Listen, I hear you, and, and they're definitely going to have to prove it. So the only way that they're going to move, I agree with you, is if they beat UNC. So I could be wrong. But, wow, I'm surprised yeah. that they're not receiving a couple more votes as the first place team. And I think UNC is a really good team. And I watched most of that game against Virginia Tech. I'm surprised at how good of a team they are after some of the key pieces that they lost, including the goalie Taylor Moreno. Yeah. But we'll see. That's we the game see. I'm the most excited for at this point. Bring it on. This next stretch, I'm 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 siding with you here. If we get through this next stretch and this team's ten and zero, and it's not more of a toss up at that point, we got some issues. We got some issues. Because that's gotta be a little bit more respect on it. But again, to me, it's one of those where the voters are just waiting for something to break. Yes. And if it breaks with UNC, then it then it happens. And Syracuse slides up. But until then, it's it's the consensus I'm getting, and clearly from from what we've seen so far with the, how this voting has worked, is they're going off recency. They're going off how things have looked the past few years sure. and what this Tar Heel team has been. So Can't blame them. We shall see. Next game is Thursday. Number nine, Loyola, the Orange at the Greyhound, 6 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Meanwhile, the men have dropped their fourth straight game, losing 11-9 to to number 10. Are they number 10 or number 19? 
Why do I get they're, that confused? They're, they're 10. Johns 10. Hopkins is 10. Okay. Over the weekend. Um, I was at this game. Frustrating, but to take a positive spin on it, they're getting better at some of the things they've been needing to get better at. And for a team that is on a four-game losing streak, I've, I haven't felt – this fan base feeling good about a four game losing streak in a long time. Not to say they're feeling good, but there seems to be a different change. Are you picking up on that at all? It's an interesting four game losing streak. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that mm-hmm. because several of them have been very close losses and they've come at the hands of yeah. ranked teams. Closeouts. The thing about it that's defeating is Syracuse does not have a win against a ranked team. Yeah. Period. Yeah. That's why they're out of the rankings at this point because they haven't shown that they can compete and win at that level. I appreciate the fact that they're close. Are they better than last year? By a hundred times. But they have to figure out a way to close out these really tight games. And I'm sure there are a couple things that contribute to that. A part of it, I think, is experience. They have a lot of people on this team who are freshmen who they rely on game in and game out whether it's Harrison Thompson, Joey Spelina, Luke Roa, there are legitimate freshman competitors who maybe still do need a little bit of time to gel. Right. But really, I think, like, I think it's just that pressure in that moment, and sometimes they just shoot themselves in the foot a little bit. You know, I watched actually that whole game, but especially the last few possessions. Syracuse did have a chance to win that game. Not to mention Tim Marseal, Hopkins goalkeeper. He was not the goalkeeper last year. This is his first year as a starter. Man, oh, man, is he proving why. I mean, 21 saves in the Dome. Guy was really happy, and I was really happy for him. It was exhausting to watch. I mean, the amount of groans behind me. I was on the field filming it. The amount of groans every time there was a fantastic shot on net. And that is music to a goalie's ears. It's the the best feeling. Right? (laughs) It's like, like seriously, like no one else can appreciate that. Get off on the audible groans. But that's like the best feeling as a goalie to know there was like all this momentum and everybody already has their hands here excited for the goal. And you're like, sucks to suck. Sit back down. That's what Tim Marcel said. Sit down, folks. Yeah. Got to give it to him. Power to him. Got to give it to him. Owen Heltz, Joey Spelina. Spelina's the real deal, man. I, I... Getting to watch him play in person, it's it's what a nightmare for that defense. Like he just he he there's something about his presence that you know he loves sitting behind the net. Is there another name for that that I don't know? He plays at the X position. Yeah, so that's you could what say he's of. he's one of the guys who who sits and plays at X. And I agree with you hundred percent. But honestly, I, I even just think this entire offense and the way they move the ball, yeah. the way they pass the ball, Owen Hiltz. He's surgical with it. I mean, the precision on some of these passes and a big stat, the, one of the only stats really where they're ranking nationally is actually their player up goals. They mm-hmm. do really well on the player up opportunities. Really well. And I really do believe the reason why is because their offense is already so pass heavy and there's so much movement and so much creativity that they're really just doing the same thing they're used to, but with one less defender. How can they not be good at that? It's a beautiful thing to watch. It's like it's like watching a um, it's like watching a, a performance, right? It's, art. It, it's it is. It really is art. And 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 you know, Spelina and, and Hiltz are obviously the two names that really come up mo- a lot of the times. But been really impressed with Michael Leo. Really impressed with Finn Thompson. And just knowing that because there is so much attention, where the defender you have to keep your eye on these two types of guys. 
And you watch that and you see them. They're, they're checking, they're checking, they're checking. And it creates space for guys like Michael Leo and Finn Thompson to make moves. So it's, am I surprised they're on this four-game losing streak? No, because it's been the same issue. It's not four quarters of lacrosse. You know, again, they were up 9-8. I, I, I had to run back to the station to get ready for one of the shows. And I get back and I'm like... <laughs> No, no. I'm like, they did not lose this game, but they did lose this game. But they did. But, hey, man, get right game Tuesday, Hofstra. That's tonight. So we'll be, uh, obviously, by the time you're listening to this, that game will be over. So in my mind, I do think they have a get right game here. We start to get them back on track. But um, it's time to go. Busy week. A lot of things going on. Tommy Sladek, Samantha Cross, and Brendan Hodges on the producer, Mike. Billy Whitaker Cars and Trucks, our sponsor. Thank you, Billy. We're out of here. We'll be back next week as we start to shift more into this lacrosse-heavy world. Of course, if the WNIT is still going on for this Orange team, obviously going to be a part of the deal as well. Peace. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We're out of here. See ya.